Welcome to the Healthy Habits Podcast. Everything in your life, your work, your relationships, your impact are all influenced by the level of your health. Think about it. If you're not healthy, then your relationships suffer. You may not be as patient, as kind, as respectful. You may not be as productive and, and successful at work. You may not be as happy. Here on the Healthy Habits Podcast, we give you real-time strategies, tools, ideas, and takeaways for you to implement in your life to be your best self. What happens when you're your best self? Well, you're happier. You're more productive. You can be more successful in work and have a greater impact on the lives of those around you. Because this is not just about you. It's about the impact that you make, the influence that you have, and the life that you want to live to help others their best selves too. So you'll find that and more on the Healthy Habits Podcast. Hey, my healthy friends, this is Amy. Welcome to the Healthy Habits Podcast. Uh, today, our podcast is a topic that I stand passionately by, and it is a myth of health that today we are going to debunk. Are you ready for it? The question that everybody asks or that is still on everybody's mind is, does fat make you fat? We're going to talk about that today. So let me first start by telling you a story that started in 1977 um, when the government decided that based on... um, based on studies that were not proven, um, but only correlated with dietary fat, that they decided to tell everyone um, that dietary fat was single-handedly the biggest problem in the growing obesity epidemic uh, and the the growing rise of um, healthcare costs in the United States. So Americans were getting fatter, um, they were getting sicker, and healthcare costs were going up. And so they decided that fat made you fat. And as obedient Americans, we decided to obey their, um, their uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their conclusive, uh, non-evidenced-based statement that um, this was this was going to make everyone healthier. So um, in 1977, then they began to produce in abundance um, products that could sit on the shelf that had low fat, low amounts of fat, but they had added things into it to give them the same amount of calories, thinking that calories equaled nutrition. Um, And these calories then came from higher doses of sugar and higher doses of refined carbohydrates. And so we bought them. We bought them and we bought them and we bought them. And um, even now, today, what is this like? Uh, I'm 40 and was born in 1979. So going on over 40 years, we are still buying products because they say low fat and fat free on them, thinking that this is healthier. And so this is a myth of health, probably the, one of the number one top myths that I want to debunk today, um, 
because I have experienced it for myself and seeing the rise of obesity, especially in our children and knowing what they're eating. If they're not eating fat, like avocados and, um, and nuts and seeds and animal fats, right? High doses of fat, then they should be gaining weight, but that's not what they're eating. They're eating fruit snacks and pastas and breads, all of these things that say low fat on them. And instead, the fat that they are eating are chicken nuggets, fried food, French fries, uh, all of these things that have been highly processed. Um, and just like we talked about in the last podcast about inflammation and what inflammation is healthy and what inflammation is not healthy, um, our children are suffering from our cultural norms based on, um, based on, um, information that was out of context and, um, not, uh, what's non-conclusive. So, um, we're really struggling still to get back on the natural, um, and unprocessed kind of band bandwagon, um, because even people who have gone vegetarian or vegan are still buying highly processed foods. If you see beyond meat or whatever other things. Now I am not criticizing those companies. I think to, to take something and try and make, um, make it better based on, based on their, um, their beliefs and their perceptions. If they're trying to make it better, then I, I congratulate them. I, I applaud them and hope that it works out better, but it's not benefiting us, um, to create balanced, healthy, sustainable lifestyles. They're kind of extreme right? Our lifestyles are kind of extreme. Either people hate to be healthy um, because they feel like they have to be a Nazi if they are, and forgive my term, but they feel like they have to be so strict and so um, non-bendable that uh, they can't sustain those habits. Or they feel so strict and non-bending towards those things that they know cause um, cause issues in health that they feel like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And essentially they are. So what is better? Let's talk about why fat does not make you fat and how to get back to natural resources. So when my husband and I were first married, we, uh, we ate, like any other college students, um, we ate rice aroni and hamburger helper and all of those prepackaged foods. Um, and I started to find myself um, experiencing migraines, experiencing more headaches, um, stomach cramps. Just I was just not enjoying life. And actually, when we got married, I was a size ten, and um, so I, um, I. I was big for my five foot two frame, um, and just didn't feel like I was, I was healthy and I, I wanted to get back to that point. So we started to eat, 
um, things that we cooked in oil, but we cooked them all ourselves, right? So we started using olive oil. We started using, um, I like avocados and he doesn't, but we would eat a lot of guacamole, um, a lot of, um, chicken, um, that was marinated right in, in oily stuff, uh, and oily marinades and cutting out, um, sugar and more refined foods. Now we ate it. My favorite dessert still is ice cream. And so we would eat those things occasionally, but I could notice when I would eat those things, how it would make me feel. And just over time, we realized that getting back to, um, foods that were closer to their natural state was just more beneficial for us. And over that course of time, I lost enough weight, um, that when I got pregnant with our first child, and um, later on had her, I got down to a lower weight than I had been before we got married. Um, and I was so happy about that. And that was the first time that I noticed, though it wasn't a conviction, um, but I had noticed that food did more for me than exercise um, when I really paid attention to what I was eating, what I was cooking, and how it made me feel. And then as I studied, uh, like, okay, so I've had four kids now. Um, I'm still the same size that I was um, when I had my, uh, not when I had my first child, but after I had my first child. So I've lost that weight and I've kept it off for, uh, my youngest is three, three now, but still I have been able to maintain um, that weight and that health um, for a long sustained period of time. And I truly believe this is because we have incorporated more, um, foods that are closer to their natural state and, um, fewer processed foods in our home and in our lifestyle. Um, those foods come occasionally and, um, they don't come, they don't come at every day and they don't come at every meal. And, um, we find other things to enjoy other than food though we really, really like to eat. Um, and I think we like to eat because we really enjoy what we eat and we enjoy the time that we don't eat. So it's not this, um, overburdened lifestyle of, uh, of, um, obsessing and constantly thinking about food. And I'm really thankful for that because I know people struggle with that. And so this is not, uh, I'm not being critical at all. Um, I hear you. If you struggle with those things, I was there in college. Um, I really had a lot of struggles with that. And so I, I hope to address that on, on another podcast. Um, I graduated with a degree in psychology because it's important to me to know why I do what I do and, and what, and how, what I'm doing is affecting myself and my environment and those around me. And so I, I think that that's really important to address and to get help, man, when we need help, just get help. Um, the biggest, the biggest, um, sign or the biggest example, I guess I can think of, of strength is when someone asks for help. Uh, it shows that they are humble enough to know that they cannot do it by themselves and to reach out to someone who maybe can do it better than they can. And when we reach out to a counselor or a therapist or someone who has been there before, man, it really helps to have them in your corner. So, um, so I highly recommend that you do that if, 
that is something that you are struggling with. Um, now, so I told you my story about eating fat, but let me tell you the nutrition side of why fat does not make us fat. Okay. Fat is a necessary nutrient that is found in every cell of our body. Now, I don't know about you, but um, every cell in our body means that every organ needs fat to function well, right? Every cell has a layer of fat around it as a protective, as a protective layer and a layer that helps to absorb nutrients that are also transported by fat. So that's another reason why we need fat. Um, Another reason why we need it is because fat is the most easily stored source of energy in our body. And what I truly believe um, happened to my body is that I was so obsessed in college with not eating fat because I thought, you know, the old adage was fat makes you fat. So I cut out all fat and my weight did not change whatsoever. So I had to change my mindset about fat And what I noticed was it was almost like my body was starving for fat. My body was starving for this really crucial nutrient that I wasn't giving it. And so what our body does is it holds on to the energy that we're, we're depriving it of. Um, And when we deprive our body of any nutrient, it holds on to whatever it can to get that nutrient until it gets enough to be able to kind of cycle through it, right? Uh, To be able to use it more efficiently. And our body can't use our fat efficiently if it's not getting enough of it. So um, once I started incorporating fat into into my diet, it was really easy for my body to become an effective fat burner uh, or like the fat energy burning system, you know, to tap into that. And um, it was easy, easier for me to feel full. It was easier for me to eat less. It was easier for me to sleep. Uh, it was, um, just better all around when I incorporated more fat into my diet. So, um, fat also helps to stabilize hormones. And we have talked about this before. Um, if you go back and listen to the podcast talking about how, um, cal, um, weight loss is not a calorie issue. It's a hormone it's not a calorie game. It's a hormone game. So what we want to do is balance our hormones in, in the sense that we are allowing our body to produce the appropriate amount of hormone for the necessary tasks that we are demanding of our bodies, but not in response to the foods that the energy that we're consuming, because when we do that, then our body has no choice, but to respond right, in order to maintain homeostasis. Uh, This may sound kind of muddled, but I'm trying to really drive home the fact that our bodies respond to the choices that we make. Um, And so I'd like you to test this out. If you drink milk, I want you to, and, and you probably already know, what percentage milk you drink. And I'm gonna ask you right now, what is it? Is it 1%? Is it 2%? Is it fat-free? Because rarely do I find anybody who's drinking whole milk. Now, if you drink um, nut milk, totally fine. Um, But um, for those who drink regular milk, 
um, milk is usually the first source I go to when I say I drink whole milk and someone says, what? Or yogurt. What, what percentage of fat is in your yogurt? If you are buying fat-free yogurt, chances are you have more sugar in there um, at, that is substituting for the taste that has been removed when they remove the fat. So I challenge you to buy a gallon or to buy your, your milk and buy it whole, buy whole milk. I will always, always encourage whole fat over low fat. And, the, and um, this is because fat does not make you fat, first of all. And second of all, because um, the combination of macronutrients that work together always work better when they work together rather than when we single them out. So for those of you who drink protein drinks and they're low fat, this is a problem. You're drinking protein in such high concentrations that it is stimulating your hormones to respond the same way it would if you were eating a cookie. Now that sounds bold, but I stand by my statement that if you, that it doesn't matter what you single out, if you are eating something that is just one single, um, one single nutrient, it's probably not going to be good for you. It's been highly processed. It's not in its natural state and you can do better by buying a food with a lower amount of protein and an equal amount of fat and even some carbohydrates in there. So go buy yourself some plain, um, fat, uh, whole fat, faye Greek yogurt. It's so delicious all by itself. And then add some cinnamon to it. It's so good. Um, or add some berries because it's all about balance, not about singling out the nutrient that we think is going to make us healthy. And then it ends up causing problems because we have deprived ourselves of the other really important nutrients that our body needs. So, um, does that make sense? Okay. So here we go. My challenge to you today is to replace your milk, uh, replace something that you have bought in the refrigerator or in the cupboard that says fat-free or low-fat on it with something that's better. Um, one step better means maybe it's closer to its natural state. Maybe instead of buying, um, instead of buying that low-fat Greek yogurt or that fat-free Greek yogurt, you go out and buy the Faye plain Greek yogurt. Or you buy pumpkin seeds, you buy a trail mix instead of just buying the M&Ms and the dried fruit. Um, find something that you know you can replace with something a little better, okay? I am so excited to see um, on my Facebook, on Facebook page, go to Healthy Me, Healthy We, um, and uh, let me know what you, what you um, removed and what you added so that you can take that one step better towards a healthier, balanced life. Um, and I can't wait to hear from you. Make it a great day. And remember that a healthy we begins with a healthy me. Catch you later. Now, wait a minute. I forgot something very important. I want to talk about the kinds of fat that are good for us, that will help us, and the kinds of fat 
that we should only have occasionally. Okay, I think we all know this, that fats closer to their natural state are better for us. Fats like olive oil, avocados, walnuts, almonds, cashews, even peanuts can be a good source of healthy fat. Coconut oil is also a good source of healthy fat. And some people might be listening to this and say, well, it's full of saturated fat, so why is that good for us? Um, and the reason why is this. Um, there are different chain links within the chemistry of a fat molecule. Uh, we're not going to go into that. But as, um, um, as fat is processed, it often increases those chain links, and um, hydrogenated oil, for example, those chain links have been broken and hydrogen has taken the place so that it makes those bonds stronger, right? It makes it more shelf-stable. It can withstand higher temperatures. But this break in between uh, creates place for free radicals. And free radicals are found in the air. They're found in the food that we eat. And when that, um, when that break is made in the fat, it um, creates an easier um, place for free radicals to, to enter our body and to attach itself to our body to create diseases and um, lots of technical jargon that we don't need to talk about. In essence, the fat that we eat that is naturally processed um, olive oils, um, avocados versus French fries and fried chicken. The natural food is going to be so much better for you. Um, Fat also causes or can cause inflammation, and we talked about that in the inflammation episode. So go back and listen to that if you want to listen listen more about uh, why inflammation is so important to um, losing weight, to letting go of unwanted weight. And... uh, and also, uh, saturated fat does not cause the um, arterial um, blockage like they had previously, um, like they had previously expected. That unfortunately, the saturated fat that was causing that was trans fats from the highly processed, hydrogenated foods. So, if you have Crisco in your cupboard, throw it out right now. That is the worst stuff that you can eat. And it's not, even when I accept having desserts in my house and like to have a balance of my sweets and different things to balance my diet, that is not something that I, um, that I keep around because it's not beneficial in any way. So throw out the things that are not helping you, that are only hurting you and replace it with something better. I use coconut oil instead of Crisco and it works awesome. Um, and, uh, also, um, fats and, uh, man, I'm going to get on my high horse again. So I apologize. Um, but fats like, um, canola oil, canola is not a vegetable. It's not even a plant. Okay. Canola oil, it was created in Canada from the rapeseed. Um, so the can, uh, is from Canada, and the ola is simply, you know, from, it, that it's oil. So 
it sounds great. And on the nutrition facts, it looks great because it has a lot of polyunsaturated fats, uh, and monounsaturated fats, which is the f- which are the fats that are good for our heart, right? But um, we can find those fats in nuts and seeds and other things that are not highly processed. These things go through a process with um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not detergents, but they use a solvent to remove the oil from the seed, and then they heat it really high to clean it and then they strain it again and they add um they add something to it to keep it from getting sticky to to keep it oily so this oil has gone through such a high amount of um, processing that there's no nutrients in there worth eating you would not eat the rapeseed and so just have some um avocado oil or some almond oil or have some almonds instead. You know, use real butter instead of using margarine because of the nutrition facts that it says on the back that it's better for you than butter. It's not. It's been highly processed. So choose the better sources of natural um, fat products to help your body decrease the inflammation, help you tap into your fat stores, and help you create an efficient fat-burning system within your metabolism. Okay, I'm down off my high horse now, so I hope that that helps you to know how to move forward with um, incorporating more fat into your diet. Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked this podcast, please rate it and share it. Share it with as many people as you can. Let's get the word out that there's a new podcast in town, a podcast that's guaranteed to give you the best nutrition tips, the best exercise tips, the best brain hacks, and the best habits for a healthy, sustainable, happy life. The Healthy Habits Podcast. It'll make your day great. Also, like my Facebook page at Be Healthy Me, Healthy We or follow me on Instagram or Twitter and make it a great day.